Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This your boy Johnny Vegas, host of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right away from your phone or your computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google podcasts and many more you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started I want to be a billionaire, I ain't getting no sleep, till I see a milli every week I want to be a billionaire, I ain't getting no sleep, till I see a billy every week I want to be a billionaire, billionaire, I want to be a billionaire, billionaire Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast I am your host, Johnny Vegas Now today, ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat. I got a creative director. I got a producer in the building. He goes by the name Be Creative slash Robert Beck. How you doing, King? (laughs) What an intro, man. I love that. I mean, you know, I had to get, I had to prepare myself. You You got me excited for myself (laughs) and this. (laughs) Well, you should be excited for yourself because you know what I'm saying? Those titles aren't easy to obtain. You know, people could call themselves a producer, but don't really even know what a producer actually does. Because right, from my yeah. experience, producers wear many hats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't just, like for example, with music, they don't just make the beat. Correct. They don't just pay for the beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they don't just put the artists together. They do all of that. The you range and the whole production and the marketing and the, like. Yeah. All of that. You know what I'm saying? That's just in the music yeah, side of yeah. things. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, like I, I was interested in your story. You know, you are, you recently won an award. You know, we'll definitely get to that. Um, you know, I want to talk more about the entrepreneurial side of your grind that got you to where you are today. You know, where you started from. How would you even obtain the success? How would you even think about wanting to be in this creative space, you know, and, and produce this space. And, uh, but you know, let's start from the beginning, man. Where are you from? Um, born and raised in Hollywood. Um, okay. Right. Um, I went to Hollywood high. Uh-huh. I mean like just uh, like born and raised everything Hollywood. Mm. So like I, um, yeah, I got lucky. My, my mom, I was conceived in Korea, but then my mom wanted to be a, wanted me to be a born natural born citizen. Got so it. that way I have better opportunities since she didn't in her family. Uh, and I was going to be that monitor. Way to go, mom. <laughs> yeah, there so big go. ups to moms, real shit. Right. So, oops, I don't know if you could pronounce yeah, shit. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. But, um, yeah, so I was born and raised here at UCLA. Mm. And then, so, that's that's been my life. I was, this is home. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up, man. You know, and I and I and I feel like a lot of people, you know, living in California that I've met, you know, have a, a, a advantage when it comes to getting into the entertainment industry because this is like mm-hmm. the mecca, you know, next to New York as well. You know what True. I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you have an end, but it's surprising how many people take it for granted. They're like, ah, I'll do acting whenever I got time. Yeah, or I'll yeah. do this whenever I got time. And I'm like, I'm looking at it from afar. Like I was looking at it from Florida. Like, yo, I can't wait to get this. Yeah, like yeah. I'm a I'll hustle everybody. I'm not playing. And when I got here, I'm just and people just it's kinda like Floridians, right? They the beach is right there. So yeah. like I go to the beach whenever. True. So they never usually go. <laughs> yeah, you know, so they go whenever they feel like it. And it's yeah. like I, I couldn't take that approach coming here. Like I don't think nobody can. Yeah. You know, but uh but you know, you growing up in California, tell me, you know, what did you always want to be in this creative space? Like how did you even get into that even as a youngster? Like what did Robert want to do? 
at that young age? That's a good question, but uh, all I recall and remember, same thing, I'm, is in junior high, I or since elementary school, I always loved to draw. Mm. And I always saw other people that Same were, here. Yeah. Like, I used to do sketch art, like look at cartoons and draw. Yeah, yeah. Like, Are you good with like faces and stuff like that? Because I'm like horrible. Well, I, I, I used, horrible with well, it. Well, back then, yeah. again, this was like, over, like about 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. But I used to like look at pictures and draw. Yeah, so yeah. it would be like cartoons, you know, because gotcha. I was young. So yeah, I was yeah. looking at Bugs Bunny, Donald Duck, and drawing them to perfection. Yeah, you know exactly. What I'm but yeah, continue. To the point that you're tracing and stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what I like. That's what I love to do. So for some reason, I just had a knack for that, mm. and I just loved it. And I didn't. I was a kid, you know, five, six. I didn't know what to, what this was gonna lead me to. Yeah. But I would see people better than me. There were these twins. It was brother and sister, mm. and there they could just draw from their head from like nowhere, and I would see them draw. Their name was Zach, and I forgot her name, but. They, they would just draw from like their head and I couldn't do that. Mm. I would always need references or trace or I would mm. practice that way, you know? So I wasn't born with that natural skill set that they did. So I'm yeah. like, oh, there's, everybody could do art, but everybody has them in different forms where they, yeah. they're born with it in different ways or levels. Yeah. So looking at that, that kind of inspired me to do better, to draw better. And then from there, I moved on to junior high, still do uh, the drawing in different types of mediums. And then I looked at uh, billboards and movie posters and I'm like, that's what I want to do. Mm. I just knew already. So how old were you at this time? Probably in junior high. How old are you? Like oh, 12? Yeah, 12, yeah. 13. Yeah, 12 around there. Okay. So like I already knew right then and there. I'm like, I'm going to do movie posters. That's what I'm going to do for a living. And I like that. And I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. So when you say do movie posters, mm -hmm. you mean like the design of the movie posters? Correct. For the yeah, so it's called key art in the, in the industry. So like you do key art. Key art. Yeah, key art. Okay. So it's a key... It's the key art that drives a film, mm. whether you want to do awareness or teaser or, or you just want to push for a certain campaign for certain dem demographics or you just want to get a feel. It's called key art. So it's, okay. like, it's a key art that's driving that campaign, the marketing or the whole film. Mm. So that's why it's called that. So what films have you worked on with this key art? Yeah. With key art? Um, like the big boy, the big ones. Whoa, that's uh, so I've been doing this since I was 17. I'm 33 now. Okay, congrats um, on yeah, that. Yeah. More light, more light, more <laughs> yeah. light. I just turned 34, actually. Oh, real shit, that's yeah. cool. So, um, I've touched almost every piece of feature film that's out there with assistant and and major studios, but... Well, what was the one you are, were most proud of? I know you're probably proud of all of them. Yeah, but they're... the one that was like, oh my God, I killed this. That is a good question. You know what? Not even in Kiar, but like from the Kiar going to the standee, which is like what drives that thing as well, is like double. It's uh, Skyfall. Okay. That was really not Skyfall. That 007? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. So like I did the standee, the international domestic one, and that one, uh, the campaign and best uh, Clio. They got a Clio award gold. Mm. So like, and what was amazing about that is like when I was working at this agency, they were about to shut down, and I was still. Everybody's kind of like giving up. They're like, oh, the company's be sold out, whatever. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going on. So let's just like, you know, fuck around and just do nothing. Yeah. But I'm like, fuck this. Like, let me keep pushing, see what I could go. And then like, yeah. then I could use more resources. And I was talking to more producers. Uh -huh. And I was, I'm the type that just roams, roams around like everywhere I'm at. I just like to ask questions. I'm curious. How are you? What you doing? And then, um, so then I got to meet the producers. That's and how was, we met. Actually. Yeah, exactly. We met yeah. At the Dame Dash studio. Exactly. And I had a camera. You were like, oh, you do camera? What do you do with the camera? And I was like... Do this what do you do yeah i do the camera too oh, exactly exactly yeah. and you just feel the vibes yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. so that one was special because even though we were falling apart mm. we i got that i was awarded that in the company and mm. the team but that was my design and structure and everything else yeah and so it just meant a lot because it helped 
like it won domestic international when you went campaign to see it was just a domestic or or an international campaign yeah but it was a both it was doubled you know like i'm like that was really cool and knowing that i did that from scratch myself so mm. like uh, and and then with the team that helped me produce it it was amazing yeah so that gave me a lot of validation of like everything i've been doing but that meant a lot for me at that time that was one of my milestones mm -hmm. like going then from there i kept doing stuff like uh was another good one uh, I recently this was I did more of the production side for for the Bumblebee movie. Okay. Um, we did it was a, yeah. So we got our Cleo Grand Award, which mm. is like the biggest uh, award that you could get. Mm. So this was last year, I believe, and then that had its own story and drama, and whatever. But like I came in on the production production side, um, and helped produce that. Yeah. With a team, and then it was fun because I promised myself that I would never go back to the industry as mm. far as like theatrical advertising because yeah. I started my own company at twenty five just to get away from that and build my own better situation yeah. and run it the right way I felt. And um, which in turn just turned out to be, it just ended up being kind of the same as whatever I was running away from. Yeah. But um, but that award meant a lot to me too because I got to meet with all my friends that I haven't seen in a while. It was like family, like a reunion. Mm. And I mean, I dropped all that shit, like all the ego and like, you know, I don't want to go back. And I went as a freelancer, I contracted. I went back, I did that, killed it, we did an amazing job, and then we found out months later that we got a Grand Clio, which is was amazing. I'm wow. like, all right, cool. So like everything that I've been involved with, luckily through whatever myself or with my team that I choose or that I'm involved with, mm -hmm. there's always awards, there's always accolades uh, all the time. Yeah. But I never they come so often that it becomes numb after a while. It becomes just numbers or stuff. Oh, man. I wish I had that problem. <laughs> so, uh, so like it's it's crazy to, to think that, yeah, not that I'm ungrateful. But after a while, when you're doing that since 17 and you're winning awards every single year, every month or so, it just becomes a number and a stat. And you're so busy executing for the next award, for the next thing. So you're not having time to step back, savor it, and, and just just smell the roses, you know? You just don't have time for that. They don't give you time for that, too. So, And if you do, then you're fired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I, mean I, I hear that. So, I mean, but you definitely got to have time to enjoy life. You know, you can't just always be work, work, work. You know what I mean? You know, I didn't me, know that back then. <laughs> well, 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 well being, being that you just shared that, you know, what do you do now to unwind from the industry? So, I, um, what I do is I've actually been more on the producing side now. So, instead of, like, being the actual designer or the creative director or some parts in in the in the production or whatever i'm now producing the jobs like they give me the what job. do you do to unwind from the industry oh, okay, right? go, go, yeah. no industry what do you do to chill to chill just to get away from everything yeah, okay yeah, cool yeah, uh yeah. sorry i didn't fully process <laughs> it's that. all good dude i just i go have delightful eventful meaningful times with human beings okay and then so for example i was telling you earlier like if they invite me to the beach for a bonfire mm -hmm. i'm up for that over at club over yeah, whatever yeah. i'm like yeah let's go yeah, or just a one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. let's go have a picnic or mm -hmm. let's go for a hike mm -hmm. um i by just observing and helping others that helps me unwind too okay and so like just doing that thing just even this like this is just helping me unwind like i'm like i'm not working right. but it's part of a work process and journey you know yeah but it's not work at all right and this is fun this is amazing but this is an unwinding situation for mm -hmm. me there you go yeah so like this is fulfilling me with energy you know there you go that's more that's an unwinding thing for me so right. stuff like that now, that's what's up man you know i tend to yeah. like you know go to the gym you know even yeah. though that's true that that's kind of contributes to work you know with the look and shit because i do acting as no, well no but that's a winding though you're it's an outlet you know? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's like a stress reliever you know me and my girl we travel yeah um you know we about to go to seattle but you know just last year we was in paris we went to italy we just that's came beautiful. back from new york last week so it's like yeah we, we do that to unwind um 
take some edibles from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> no, real shit. Yeah, no. You know? Heads up, big ups to cannabis and edibles. Mm-hmm. Like, it really, I'm a strong supporter of that. Do you mm-hmm. uh do you invest in any uh ed- edible stock? Not edible stocks, but cannabis stocks? Anything no like cannabis that? stocks, but I've also been in the cannabis industry doing, like, branding. Okay. So back then, I worked with a couple law firms. Um, not going to mention their names, but mm-hmm. they help uh, create and they own the damn Brazilian line. So yeah. Um, so but, what was your part in that? Um, I helped consult because they, what they wanted to do was um, basically build IPs, intellectual properties. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to buy out or uh, help develop companies that are kind of like on that threshold about to make it. Yeah. And then I would help refine that. And then uh, so it could be packaged, so it could be either flipped or... They could um they could just uh, build into a bigger IP right so that's uh, I've been in that involvement but also in the grassroots of it just like seeing in all the farmers markets seeing where it's been from like nothing mm-hmm. of like hush type of thing to like all right now it's a thing and now it's, now the OGs are really starting to come out and it's still not all out yet yeah so like the OGs are coming when that comes out that's gonna be the real gold rush you know like or the green rush right, right, so right. like I mean but right now it's just like an infancy like right now it's a time to get in. Not like even the next five years, you're not going to be late because right. you're going to be fine. So like, uh, and but it's I've, best to get in now. Right? Yeah, but it's best to get in, of course. Yeah, because then you're you're uh, you're a pioneer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. definitely want to be a pioneer, but also like, you're not going to be late because there's going to be so many opportunities from it. There's food industry mm-hmm. and beverages, and then there's uh medical. There's uh, what is it? Hemp. Soon the whole damn nation gonna be high. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> and that's how it should be. Everybody should have like Everybody good vibes. Yeah, just chill out. Like, but we're all high. We ain't gonna get no work done. <laughs> <laughs> Real shit. And then like you gotta release all that stress, dude. And that's one of the things that are really helpful. And that and that's helped me with my depression. So mm. and then, so that's been one of the key factors to help me as a tool. So tell me about this depression, man. What do you 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 sound like you know. You, you've you've been chasing the dream since you was young. You know, you started with the creative creativity with drawing, and then it kind of led up to you know working in the film industry, and you know you just graduated to all these awards. Mm-hmm. What the hell you got to be depressed about? Yeah, so when you're working in an industry, it's a grind twenty four seven, literally, and you don't sleep for like three days straight, mm-hmm. and you have to get stuff done. And if you don't, then it's not gonna be done, and you don't get awarded, or you just don't win the campaign, and it's on you and your team. And it's a vicious cycle. So, like, you can't, like, not not do it. Yeah. You know? And you can't hand it off or get somebody else to, and hire them to do it because there's only, like, the few that know how to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Or the studio picks you because they like your style, your branding, your, you know, graphics. Yeah. So, and they know that you understand how they, uh, how they communicate or what mm-hmm. they expect. So, um, so you don't really have a, a, a full choice or at that moment or doesn't feel like it. But it's, a, it's literally 24-7 and also the politics of it. It's like they award the producers and and the admin more than they do the creatives. It's always very upside down, and that's what I didn't like about it. That's why I left to start my own thing. Mm. And then when I started my own thing, I was doing it like I was awarding the creatives and everybody was equal. But then uh, close friends of mine in my first company embezzled money from the company. So like, yeah. and then that that left me str- uh, dry. Couldn't pay my vendors. I didn't know what to do. So then I'm like, all right, cool, screw it. Like my own friends like took my shit, whatever. I'm like, cool. So like move on. So I moved on and started another one. And I was doing good as well. That's when I started more production. Mm. Doing more commercials, more VFX. Yeah. Um, and all that kind of stuff and music videos. But then just that grind is also 24-7. Like, no, there's not you don't have a big team that can help you execute everything. So mm-hmm. you have to be on it from like six, seven in the morning starting and then you end up going home like at three or four that was me that was my daily grind 
running so the company. So where did the depression come in? Because um, I started drinking a lot more just to relax. Uh, so to relax and to get to ease out of all that stuff. I wasn't being active. Like I wasn't healthy. I wasn't eating right. Mm. I wasn't uh, going to the gym because I didn't have time or I just didn't make time for it. Mm. And then so I would start doing I started doing drugs. Like I would go yeah. out partying. Um, and I was always an, uh, the type of person that was straight edge since I was a kid. Since I was like 28. Yeah. And then like when they, I just started doing, you name it, there's everything that into our access. There was cocaine, mm. a lot of liquor, alcohol. And it just like, it just, it just spiraled from there. Yeah. And then from there, there was a lot of neglect because I don't, I never really saw my family, my mom specifically. So like, I, it's always like, you're always working and that's more important. Mm. And like, yeah, but like, that's well, my moniker. Like I have to work so that I can support you guys and right. give you guys a future. This is what you had me be born as an American citizen here yeah. to give you this. And I'm being like, I felt like, like now I'm being not a, a kind of attacked, you know? So what yeah. was the lowest point during that depression? What was that lowest point for you? The lowest point was when I stopped drinking, but then I just uh, recalled back into it. And it was ironic because I, I was awarded a um, documentary job. Mm. So I'm like, so I, to celebrate, <laughs> I just had one shot of vodka and that one shot became two bottles mm. and i'm very high tolerant so like i don't i just get buzzed but i'm still under the influence yeah and then i got in a fight with my sister and ah. then after that right after i got in a fight with my mom and there's i don't have any triggers nobody could tell me you're this you're that and it wouldn't bother me or phase me but my mom and my sister gets at me that's my core you know yeah so like i didn't deal with that appropriately so i got in a fight with them then after that i just went upstairs somewhere and then just like tried to put a knife to my to my uh, veins and try to do it but ironically i fell asleep because i was so drunk mm. woke up i was regret regretful tried again with pills didn't happen mm. so from there i'm like you know what fuck this i'm switching like i have a choice like i've tried to kill myself didn't happen universe didn't let me so i let me make a change for myself and therefore really help others the way i want to because i've always been also what was part of that i'm very giving mm. i spread myself very thin i would help others before me i would pay them before me um, so and like, cause I understood the situation, I empathize. Mm. But then, like, if it's like when you're that an analogy, when when they say like when you're in a airplane and you're with the baby and you're the mother or the the, the father, mm. like if it's going down, you have to put the air, the, the oxygen to yourself first to right. help yourself in order mm -hmm. to help your baby. Absolutely. If you, by instinct, you want to help people or the baby, but like that's not the way it works. You're not going to survive. Both of you're most likely going to die. Right. So like I learned that afterwards, you know, and then through that, mm. so I'm helping myself, healed myself, mm. and then um, and now I'm choosing jobs selectively, mm -hmm. and which has been even better, which led me to that VMA, and then from there, um, I've I've healed from there. Like I just uh, I'm happy after that. I've learned. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. You know, I'm glad you came up because a lot yeah. of people suffer from depression mm -hmm. and you know mental illness and stuff, and that they just they just don't know how to overcome True. you know what i'm saying yeah. they just end up you know fucked up yeah you know what I'm or shameful to talk about it. the culture like us like yeah. what's your background like what i was dominican dominican yeah, oh, yeah. so you're latino, latino. yeah yeah mm -hmm. dominicano so yeah, like yeah. me i'm half peruvian yeah and half korean but i've been i was raised latino uh-huh but like you men do not get depressed they're not suicidal right. if you are you're lazy or you have nothing else better to do or we're very prideful yeah we never got the chance because every time we tried to get lazy or say you know moms would just slap the shit out of us. Exactly, like, what are you yeah. doing go clean up and do something so exactly yeah. exactly so that was always like you do not talk about it you do not express it you are a man and a man is this this and this and that and i'm like all right cool I will be a man then. But yeah. this man was crumbling and crying inside and 
didn't even notice it until it just all just spiraled all in one instant. Yeah, it you seems know? like you had it all bottled up. Exactly. Day, just... Not knowing, I didn't even know I was going through depression or I was depressed. I was always a, I'm always been a very happy, outgoing person. But inside, yeah, it was building and building like it was dormant, I guess, or not even dormant, but it's just like not uh, active that I could see. Well, I'm you glad know? you got over it, you yeah. know, because, you know, if if you wouldn't have, you know, you wouldn't have got that award. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's so, why that, that was so symbolic, because yeah. I after that, right after my depression, that was the first job that I that, that I one of the first jobs that I picked up for Normani's wife's music video. And I got to produce it. I got to assemble my team. Mm. And then I, I was racial. So as a producer, what was your role like specifically? Mm -hmm. you know, so they that. came to so they came to me uh, with that video. Uh, the director, Emil uh, Nava, already uh, shot it and had a vision for it. And then the label and the director or the producers of the director came to me and uh, said, um, we need to produce a bunch of VFX with, for this video, which is like 80, 90% of the whole video. Mm. Um, can you do it within a or unrealistic time frame which was like i think a week and a half or so it was nine days mm. nine days versus like usually that would take maybe two months or a month and a half if you're going super fast but yes my background's in vfx so i know i could get it done but it's going to cost more and also i've been through stress i don't want to go put myself through stress even though we're going to complete it yeah i already know what's going to happen and the all the management issues and all that kind of stuff and things that get lost in translation because it's so rushed yeah you don't have time enough. just to organize things and prep things would take a couple days but we had to start like right then and there yeah so i had to make a choice whether it's a yes or no and then finally they agreed to my whatever my, the budget and the timeline it was going to be a little bit over nine days i told them mm -hmm. and it was 11 days i think or 12 and they were okay with that and so the label had to be okay with that um and then so i had to figure out how to get my, so i got a producer julia and then uh, shout out to her. I love you. Hey. <laughs> and that's another woman entrepreneur, power woman that mm -hmm. I just support all day. So Julia, I love you to death. And mm -hmm. so, and all women out there just right. hustling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they got me to do, um, to produce the video and do VFX mainly. So I got my team to do that. Mm -hmm. And then we produced it. I, well, that's a story in itself. It was very, not stressful for me, but it was anything you could imagine happened that was bad or whatever. But we still pull forward. Yeah. And so that's why that award after that was very symbolic because even through all that trials and tribulations, like it still came out with a win. Mm. And like with a major win. It was a ca its own category, best R and B. Yeah. And it was her first um nomination and award on on MTV. Yeah. And also her performance. So everything just all came together, which is really dope. And um that will that's why it's really that's why I'm happy for that award. Not because you have the Moon Man, which is amazing. And not many people could say that, but it's the it's what we went through and right. what I went through, and then this came out of it, you know. Yeah. So it, it it is true. I'm a proof of concept that if you do work hard and you triumph through everything, you just keep going and you don't give up, mm -hmm. and you just take a step back a little bit just to leap forward. It's gonna happen. Yeah. It's just enough. It's gonna eventually happen. It's a patience game. It's not a waiting game, but it's a patience game. A lot right. of people like to be like, "Oh, it'll happen when it happen," and they wait and do shit. You know, like no, you, you, you gotta be do patient, the work. do yeah. the work. It doesn't come, and you're not seeing results. It's okay, just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Just like what you're doing with the like, you're just pumping them out. Mm. I love that you pump these videos out every single moment you can, mm. because it's just a matter of seconds that already it's doing amazing, but it's gonna pop off like a mother yeah. really soon. Yeah, you know, it's just like, and it's just a patience game for you while you're doing action. Right, right but a lot right. of people wait and like, oh, well, I'm gonna wait for the right moment, or uh, when this happens, when I feel this way, like. 
It's not going to come to you. Mm-hmm. Rarely, yeah, it might, but you're not, and chances are it's not going to happen. So, right, like, right. what the fuck are you waiting for? Exactly. <laughs> Just waiting right? for nothing. Next thing you know, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're waiting. <laughs> but, no, it's a yeah. patience game. Yeah. Nah, definitely, man. I, t- I totally agree with you, man. I mean, shit, man. Every, they say every overnight success is a 20-year process, you yeah. know? And it's yeah. like, I feel like, you know, I'm uh, with just being in that having this dream of mine, you know, just to basically live off my passion and my creativity. Mm. I've had that for like past 20 years. I love that. And it's always been constantly creating. But I always had a foundation. Like I, before this, I had a sales background. I was okay. in sales for 10 years. What kind of sales? Like what um, Telemarketing. Oh, dude. Anything, oh, man. Door to door. That is real hustle. Like real hustle. <laughs> we did cold calling, warm calling, hot calling, all of that. Don't knocked on doors for Verizon Files. You know, I did okay. all of that. But I feel like if I didn't go through that process, it wouldn't have built me for what I'm going through right, now. Right, right. Because I wouldn't have had the patience. I wouldn't have had the, the, resilience. the, tenacity, the tenacity, resilience, the, yeah. the, 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 the etiquette, yeah. you know what I'm saying, the work ethic, the communication skills, the people skills, you know. Right. You need all of that to be yeah, in this yeah. industry, you know. And it's, and I thank God I went through that process. Yeah. If I would have rushed it and came to L.A. prior to even having a sales job, L.A. would have chewed me yeah. up and spit me out. Right, you know <laughs> right, yeah. So, and I always heard stories about people coming to LA, then, you know, getting chewed up and spit out, yeah. looking out their cars and all yeah. this stuff, you know, and I wasn't trying to be that dude. Even the people that have it, like, say, like, monetary things or resources, they still get chewed up and spit out. So if you're not doing the hustle, mm-hmm. you think it's just a, you're going to wait around, it's going to just happen. No, dude, like, you got to really keep going. Like, it's like, even for the people that you feel that have it or they're lucky, like, no, they're still working every single day to maintain that or to get to their next uh goal right like it's a constant uh hustle yeah and like it's not just like you reach your goal like all right cool i'm chilling all right. it doesn't work that way <laughs> you gotta so, keep grinding so let me ask you now for someone who's interested in getting into you know producing creative sure. direct director or special vfx how do they obtain the work like is it just uh, word of mouth thing or there are websites like LA mm-hmm. Casting where you mm-hmm. can submit your work and then mm-hmm. they send you you know yeah uh, work. It, it's a variation of things it depends what you want to do and how you want to approach it but in general just because this is a it's a specific but vague answer because everyone to each their own mm. there's not a one answer that's what I learned in the industry it's like what worked for them worked for them mm. and that formula is not going to work for you because you're your own individual yeah. you speak differently your culture is different your approach, your mission is different, so mm-hmm. or slightly different. But you could try to take the goals, I mean the the some parts of it, and to I guess reiterate that the parts that I got out of it is just create with friends. Some people just want to like go out there, shoot a video, just uh, just shoot, just just do anything, just create content, and um, just have like, to build a content. Like, hey, like let's go out to the park, and I want to do this moody thing that's slow motion and no words. Just like I want to do this slow motion, went through the hair type of thing, and I want to color it a certain way, and I I just want to get it done. Cool. Just for what? For nothing. Just want to do it. Cool. You just pile that on, and all you're doing is really practicing your craft, and then eventually you're gonna refine and define what you really want to do. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? I want to do short films. I want to do short format. Or you know what? My passion, actually, by doing this, I've discovered that I'm a better writer than I thought a, a film producer mm. or just a film director. So I'm going to do more writing. I'm going to explore that. So what I would suggest is just explore, 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 do, do, do. And then from that, you're going to see which one sticks better to you and which one is your strength. You're going you're gonna to realize that your strength is whatever is easier for you. 
there's less resistance, le uh, less energy that you you're doing to get a better output. Mm. So like you just focus on that and you figure it out. And then to get the jobs, you have to go out there and, and meet and greet, go to networking events, go to like the, like how I mentioned the Dame Dash studio, like mm -hmm. just like stuff like that. Anything, a lot of people like their uh, creators are a lot of them. They're homebodies. They're mm -hmm. they're they're hermits mm -hmm. by nature for some reason. Yeah, and they're it, always at home, yeah, in the cave. Yeah, man. and it's like they just need to get themselves out there and talk to another human being, make mm -hmm. a connection, yeah. and they're gonna wanna help you out because they're like, yo, like. I fuck with you because you're amazing mm -hmm. and like let's create together or let's do this together and just by being out there you expose yourself and you create a number it's a numbers game mm -hmm. and odds are that you're going to be working with people and that person can connect you to like a big director or producer or it's going to connect you to the big event that's going to lead you to that everything leads you to something else and it's like and yeah you might have a, a mission but just with that mission just expose yourself go out there Talk to people. Say, hey, you know what? Do things for free. Even a lot of people are very private. Like, oh, I'm not gonna do shit for free. Whatever. Like, offer free things that are less energy. That's not gonna take so much out of you. Mm. But just be like, hey, you're like, I fuck with that. Let me do this for free. I'm just gonna do XXX. Take it and do whatever you want. But I just want to be part of it. That'd be dope. Yeah. And like, cool. And then like that. And then from there, you build and you build and you and you act like that. And accordingly, mm. people will respect you. Be like, yo, like that fucker didn't charge me. He wasn't like being a dick. And he made amazing things for me. Mm. For the next project, and to think of you, they're gonna be. You're gonna be really. Um, you're gonna be uh, in their mind for the next one. So you know. It, but if you're not there and you don't talk to people, it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. It doesn't matter how talented you are. I've seen the most talented people in the world not get anything because they don't put themselves out there they don't talk they don't say what they do mm -hmm. they just keep everything to themselves and they're geniuses mm -hmm. but they just don't know how to interact with people or they just don't even try yeah and then it's just that when you make that human connection and, and that that will solve all your like sales issues and mm -hmm. like you know not all of my majority like hey brother like can you help me out with this do you have a budget no but do you have somebody that could help me out like yeah you know i know somebody you know? Yeah, that's what's up. It sounds like there's a variety of outlets mm -hmm. to utilize and a lot of methods. Yeah. You know, and it's um, it sounds like you kind of gotta do all of them. You'd have you have to know? do all and, and see which and, uh, one works for you. Right, right, yeah. right. You know, and that, and that, and I'm like, I like that. You know, I like going to networking yeah. events. I like going online and you know seeing what's out there and submitting. What's good submitting. too is just to be specific mm -hmm. too. Like, if there's a, a go to Eventbrite. Okay. You go to Eventbrite and you go to like there's a there's different categories. If you pull down the menu or you just type in like. Um, networking events for film industry mm. and you'll see all these events that are coming up are really local they're majority free or they're just 10 bucks minimum mm. and you know that if they're if you do pay i know a lot of people don't want to pay but if it's 10 to 20 bucks pay it because it's, it's quality because yeah. what people that are paying they're there for a reason that they're for a purpose so that they're that you'll get uh, more quality leads. Yeah. yeah so you get quality leads and people that actually know their stuff or they're they're really hustling yeah. versus the free ones that people are just kind of like I'll just try it out, get yeah, the free drink, yeah, see what's exactly. up, and you'll meet some cool people. But like, chances are maybe not because they're just trying to go out there and freeload off of the free stuff. Yeah. But you you also will if you if you're a good person on on knowing how people are, mm. you could you could read out like you know that person's cool or they may not be able to offer me anything, but it was a great conversation that I had with them. Just take that out of it, you know. Yeah, nah, that's what's mm -hmm. up, man. Yeah. Well, shit. Well, let the people know where they can find you for your services and check out some of your work to where they more opportunity for, for sure for your way. So go to my Instagram. It's be creative, and you spell it b dot c r and the number three and then a t i v. So um, that's where I'm posting most of my content, and also I have a Facebook. But from the from there, you could go to my Facebook. I'm gonna have my website up soon to explain further what I do because I do have a very uh, 
exponential. Do you have the name of that website? Uh, it's going to be uh, becreative.com probably, but I haven't, it's not official yet because okay. I have a bunch of them, but like I'll see which one I want to do. Mm. So, um, but yeah, but right now it's just uh, go to my Instagram, just be creative. And then you'll see all my updates and you'll see, I'll be posting more like, and I do give like advice for creatives, like where to find networking events, how to network with people. Mm. Um, as far as the creative process, like how to like break down a Photoshop document, how to like do some VFX tips and tricks. So all that stuff is going to be in there and they are in there currently. And, um, and I just share stories too. So that way people could be inspired and, and help them through that, through my stories to help them out. And, and luckily it's been really cool. Like, um, lately, um, it's been amazing because through that I get reached out on the daily and I give out tutorials, I give out help. You do that on YouTube? Like the tutorials? No, not YouTube yet. I'm going to though. That's what I was going to say because when you said tutorial, you're talking about teaching people how to do VFX. Like I find, because mm. I do editing as well yeah. <clears throat> on Adobe Premiere Pro and a lot of stuff I don't know, mm. I go straight to YouTube it's University, amazing, yeah. type it up. And there's yeah. somebody there doing it, so you can do that. And not yeah. only not only can you teach people, you can monetize from for it sure, as well. for sure. So you definitely want to take that into consideration. Also, but. like Linda.com is really good too if you want to learn like mm -hmm. all type of industry stuff, even marketing and business. Linda. Like Linda.com. It's L Y N D. Yeah, Linda. L Y N D. Hey. hey, yeah, .com. It's spelled differently because of the person's name. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna check that out. That yeah. sounds interesting. I it's definitely really good. to learn more. Linda.com, man. Yo. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas, Robert Beck, a.k.a. Be Creative. Thank I you for you, coming man. through, Thank man. you so much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate yeah. you, man. Thank you, guys. I wish you much success, my brother. You got a lot of things going for yourself. Just keep going, keep hungry, and uh, keep winning. You too, man. You know what I'm saying? I, and, uh, I love it. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. Thank you for watching.